this is Ansley Randall, founder of Jax is Rad, and you're listening to Radcast. At Jax is Rad, we are here to expose all the rad people, Jax, artists, musicians, local businesses, you name it, we are there. But today we have an awesome guest who also does podcasts, and I was on it last time when I was sick too and could hear never heard of it <laughs> and now he's on it and he's kind of <laughs> sick too but we're here to tell you all about a rad person of jacksonville um so welcome to the show sandro <laughs> aka dusty nomad <laughs> dusty do, nomad do, i can't talk do do i actually have a first name anymore i, I think my name is just dusty we're always like oh are you dusty <laughs> i'm gonna change my given name to dustin I know. <laughs> it won't get butchered as much as Sandro. No. At least you said it right. What is your last name? Young. Okay. Greek, Young? Gre- Greek, oh, fir- Greek, that's right. Greek first name, black last name, okay. but I look Puerto that's Rican. Awesome. So, yeah. Hey. Keep them, <laughs> keep them on their toes. <laughs> I really, like, I always joke that I should have been on SNL because I could have played at least, like, yeah. 15 different, like, Characters. you know, different, like, ethnic backgrounds. I, awesome. I really could have been anything. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> so. Tell us about your story. Like, how did you start Dusty Nomad? How, like, what brought you to Jacksonville? Everything, because I know you're not. (laughs) Not from around here. Yeah, let's hear it. I've been here since I was 18. So, I mean, like, it's close enough, I guess, to being, like, almost like a second hometown. You know what I mean? Like, I had my first car here, my first real job here. I got married here. I had kids here. But yeah, I'm from Minneapolis originally. I've told this story so many times that I'm like trying to like give the Cliff Notes version. But um, long story, somewhat short, um, I was born and raised in Minneapolis and I ended up coming to Jacksonville with a friend um, when I was 17. And I met my now wife at a bonfire. And she was like this surfer girl. She had like the Roxy tank top on and this long hair. And she she was super cool. And I was really nerdy. And uh, I was like, she's never going to go for like a short, dark guy. Um, But like love at first sight is such a cliche. But like I really liked her from like the, the minute I met her. Not just because I thought she was pretty, but she just had like such a calming disposition and like a quiet confidence and I was really really impressed with it um but yeah so we ended up like swapping numbers hung out a couple of times while I was here and then we had only hung out probably four or five times started talking long distance and then like the rest is history we knew we wanted to be together um I was homeschooled for my last two years in high school because I was like sick a lot yeah (laughs) I was in public school through 10th grade and then I ended up homeschooling my last two years because I was sick a lot so I took my, I was, I did a correspondence school, which was like way, <laughs> way too easy. Cause I finished all my like tough generals out of the way in public school. So I just had like psychology and history and like a couple of things like that. But I took my junior and senior year at the same time. So I graduated when I was 17. Cool. So I already knew that I was going to marry Tara and I was smart, but I had no plans on going to college yeah. like right away or anything like that. This was in the middle of like the economic, like the bottom falling out of the economy. It was like 2008, 2009. So there's no jobs. I was working at Target and uh, engaged. So Tara moved up to Minneapolis for a little bit, got engaged up there. She's a year older than me. So yeah, I was like a Target cashier, like work stock, stuff like that. And uh, (laughs) we decided to move down to Jacksonville. I was 18, moved 1400 miles away from my parents. I had only ever lived in um, a town called Savage, Minnesota, 
it's like right inside the Twin Cities metro. So yeah, yeah, like an 18 year old kid leaving my parents' house and coming down south. It wasn't complete culture shock because my dad was from Kentucky. So I like had some, which yes, I, people ask me if that's actually the south. It's south of the Mason-Dixon line. So yeah, yeah. it's the south. Um, but yeah, like I was really excited about it. I love the ocean, but obviously like I was a kid. So like, and, and a very sheltered one at that. Right. Yeah. So I get down here at 18 and I'm like, okay, I, I got to make the city my own. Because right. where I come from. Yeah. I'm like, what do you do? Or do you, you kind of didn't, did you know like your passions or anything? Like, did you have any thought of like what you wanted to do? I just wanted to marry Tara. Yeah. I didn't really care. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was, a, when I was a teenager, I kind of had a knack for ideas yeah. for people's businesses, business names. I would try and make logos and like Microsoft Word, but I didn't, I had no design background. In terms of art, when I was a young teenager, so like 12 or 13, I would keep like a sketchbook. Um, But I wasn't really an artist. I was interested in it, but um, when I started playing drums at 13 and listening to Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin, that was my art. I stopped drawing, it was all about music. And then like Tara came along and that was my whole universe. I didn't really care about like what I was going to do for work. We were just going to make it work. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and it's not, it's just a one in a million story. Like I wouldn't encourage somebody else to do it that way. Not because it didn't work for me, but just because I think it takes two unique people to want right. to commit at that yeah. age. But this is our 10 year anniversary this year. So yeah, yeah, I'm not even 30 and having my 10 year anniversary. Um, I think in the back of my mind, not necessarily advertising, but I've always loved naming things, branding things, creating things. But I always felt like that was out of reach for me. I was like, well, I didn't go to college. So I had so many random jobs, Ansley. Like I I told you I worked at Target. I worked at Bank of America. I quit that job. I did post-construction cleanup for houses okay. like big houses in Ponte Vedra. I'd go in and clean them when right. they were done. I did windows. I poured concrete one summer. I started, uh, I became a sign language interpreter, uh, through, I learned that through church and then did that for eight years. Just recently stopped doing that. But like I had every random job you could ever yeah. have just to, you know, try to put bread on the table. And I was a dad at 21. Yeah. So it was That's never so about, cool. it was never about, having a quote unquote career, which I think that's a bunch of baloney anyway. Like, to be honest with you, like life is so much more than your degree or your career. It's all about like the intangible things, not to get get, like really deep and preachy on your podcast, but I never cared about that. Like I got straight A's. I could have gone to college to do something in the medical field, which is very important. Um, but it was just never me. I was never going to do it that way. You know? I got you like, I got you caught up in the story. That's awesome. Um, then what, like, yeah. How did you figure that out? Like, have I figured, I I haven't figured it out yet. I don't know what to do. Like where she's like stuck in a job and everything like that. And it's just hard. I mean, I've been there too of like, I mean, it's like you have to get to a point where you have to take a leap or you have to just start something or i mean put stickers around or i don't know just yeah reaction i think if i stayed in minnesota 
none of yeah. nothing like this would have ever happened. Right. It's a great place. It is not like the cornfields like people yeah. make it out to be. Minneapolis really? is a vibrant. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a vibrant, yeah. very art focused, creative city. Yeah. But I I was in the suburbs. Yeah. Um, and you can't just be somebody there. Right. It's too big. It's not like Jacksonville. Yeah. The minute I stepped foot in Jacksonville, I was like, this city could be so great. Yeah. All the other kids my age that grew up here were ready to go. Right. And a lot of them did. Yeah. That's kind of that coming of age thing that yeah, happens with Jacksonville. Yeah. We're kind of going through that right now. Right. Like a lot of people are moving and they're probably going to come back and have kids one uh-huh. day, you know. Um, but I didn't see it that way. I yeah. saw I saw the blemishes, but right. I was like, you guys have the ocean. Right. And you have, you know, history with the city. It's yeah. been around. It's not Orlando. It's not right. Miami. It's its own thing, you know. So I always saw the potential. That's easy to yeah. say now. But, like, I used to have those conversations. I was like, you know, if somebody just wants to do it here, they can. Right. If they want it bad enough. Yeah. When you when you leave your parents' house at 18 and you Gosh, get – and, and, you, and you come down – 1400 miles away and you get your teeth kicked in by life right and you're poor and you um you're a dad at 21 and i don't care if and this isn't a male female thing if you're a mom at 21 just a person becoming a parent at 21 years old um i learned to to not ask Mm -hmm. what i can do yeah it's i'm going to do it right because i have to yeah and so dusty nomad found me in a really dark place because we like moved around to a couple different places and like things were stable. Like, yeah, okay. like things were stable, but yeah. like housing to this day, I mean, we're still renters, haven't been yeah. able to buy yet. Um, being self-employed is not great for trying to right. buy a home. Um, but we had like a weird thing where we were supposed to be out of one place. We had an agreement to move in another place and it fell yeah. through last minute. Yeah. And um, just the person with the house was kind of like, whatever that's a whole nother story so we ended up having to stay with my in-laws because we just didn't have enough time it wasn't about money we didn't have time to find another place so i'm staying with my in-laws which was like i love them to death but you know we were a family of four with a dog and i just got so stir crazy that i started drawing again yeah and i was really inspired by like i give a lot of credit to sam larson if you guys don't follow him you should i mean he's he's huge now he's got like half a million followers but he was doing all of these really like, um, like on watercolor paper with like, um, I can't even pronounce it, stippling, stippling, oh, whatever, yeah. however you say it. He was doing these really cool like animals and vans and camping stuff. And I had never been an outdoorsy person. I always enjoyed it, but <clears throat> like there's a, not a racial part to it, but like when you're a, a brown kid that grows up in the suburbs, you don't like go camping a lot. Yeah. All of my white friends did that. They right. went camping. They went to the cabin. My dad and I spent time together in like other ways that was really awesome. So I'm not like begrudging my childhood or anything, mm-hmm. but like I wasn't an outdoorsy person as a kid. But it was the ocean that did it. We took a trip to Mexico when I was 15. Yeah. And I just sat by the beach the whole time, yeah. and I was like, I am an out an outdoors person. Right. I really do enjoy this. Yeah, and I then, really especially when I was living with my in-laws, I was like, I got to get out of here. You know, we were all crammed into a 1,300 square foot house, and it was like the great. The great part about it is with your parents. (laughs) The great part about it is they're awesome people, and Mm -hmm. where they stay up on Hector Drive is by like you want to fish. It's two miles down the road, not even not like two blocks down the road. You can put a line in the water. Huguenot and Talbot State Park are five minutes away. It's awesome. So if you want to get out and be outside, you can do that. 
And I started finding so much peace in the outdoors and the idea of it. And where Dusty Nomad came from is, I think it actually goes back to music. Mm. Um, I've always been into like surf vans because when I was a kid, I loved Jimi Hendrix. Like I said, I loved the Beatles. I loved Yellow Submarine. I loved Woodstock. I loved everything that was 60s and 70s when I was a teenager. Um, So like the idea of like cool old Volkswagen vans was not like a new thing to me, you know. so it was always about the rigs just because there's something aesthetically that you rubberneck when you yeah. see them. You see them driving down the road and you have to stop and look right. at it and everybody looks. And, yeah. and for me, it was, what is it about that? Is it the car itself? It's yeah. not. It tells a story. Yeah. Where's it been? Yeah. Who drove it? Are there surfboards in the back of it? Right. Where are they going? Are they sleeping in it? Yeah. Did they get it from their grandfather? Yeah. That's what it is about the old rigs for me. It's not about, I'm not a gearhead. I don't like flip up the the hood and like <laughs> I'm like well here's how this works and this works it's um it, in into like the the whole van life movement is has kind of watered this down and become so oversaturated like <clears throat> it's in people that do this it's totally rad but like my aesthetic is not like the sprinter vans that cost like $150,000 that people have tricked out it's you know these real authentic like passing things down in your family right. and the rust and the bumps and the rig are okay because yeah. it tells that story so dusty nomad was kind of born out of i was somebody who was stuck mm. and i was like what if i was just driving through the countryside sleeping in the back of a van yeah. it was less what my situation was and more what i daydreamed about right not like leaving my well, family I remember talking to you like originally yeah. and how like yeah it was just like you were trying to sit with people too that like we're going places and traveling and all kinds yeah. of stuff like that too. and it wasn't even like tra- people were like do you travel a lot i'm like no i don't have any money i don't have an old van because i don't have money i don't right. travel a lot because i don't have money but these are like timeless ideals mm-hmm. going back to you know jack kerouac or whatever like walking across the country these ideals of just like it's not about possessions mm-hmm. it's not about how cool your rig is. I don't care if you're driving in like an old Plymouth van. Like it's just about, um, doing things on your own terms. Yeah. And so I was like, what would that guy or gal be riding in the back of a van from coast to coast? They'd be a dusty nomad. I just thought the name sounded cool together. And so the brand was born. It was born from that. And in the beginning it was much more, well, I got to give you credit. I'm on your podcast. Oh yeah. So, this is a Jack podcast. <clears throat> I had the idea to do it, but I knew nothing about apparel. Yeah. I knew nothing about minimums. I knew nothing about materials. I didn't know any of this. So um, I was trying to figure out who I was going to have my screen printer be, and I wanted it to be authentic. I knew I wanted my brand. Like I really looked up to Yvonne Chouinard and Patagonia. Obviously, they're like a huge corporation, but I mean, just like the way they try to do things the right thing or the right way. So I was like, I want to print on better tees and I want to find a local screen printer that's just like a guy or gal. And I found that from Southern Roots Feed because they had Ryan Barber with Barbershop doing their tees. And it was just like a dude in a dimly lit shed. And I was like, (laughs) that's "That's what I want right there. So I hit him up and he was so nice. But I didn't understand minimums. And I was yeah. like, no, I have to do a pre-order. I can't pay for 25 up front. Yeah. So I ended up down the road using somebody else. But I was gathering all the info, and I said, what am I doing? My stuff's not even good. So I shelved it. We finally moved into our own place, and I put it in a box, and I gave up on it. Yeah. Because I was like, it's a dumb idea. 
and then enter you. So you start Jax's rad. And I kept seeing it on Instagram and I was like, what even is this? And then I saw you were selling stickers. I saw you. Yeah. I saw you were selling stickers and I was like, you know, it's about time somebody stops complaining, which we've talked about the irony of Jax's rad. So, I mean, you were in that boat too, but like, I'm just, uh, I, I tend to try to be a positive person and I try and see like, if you don't see what you want, then make it that way. So when you came along, I was like, Jax is rad. Jax is rad. This is great. I need this sticker. (laughs) And then you had gotten inundated, Uh unbeknownst to me. So I had ordered my sticker and it was like two weeks. And I was like, I wonder if she forgot about me. Oh, yeah. Didn't you email me? Yeah. So I like went on your thing and found out who like where to send the thing. I was like, hey, I ordered a sticker a couple weeks ago because I was really stoked on it. I was like, I want to like rock this around town. And um we actually had like a brief email exchange, right. like even like way I back when. Emailing you. Yeah. yeah, and we didn't know yeah. each other or anything, yeah. but it was like really cool. So then I got the sticker, and I was like, it, "This was not a knock on you, but I was like, this is simple, yeah, in a good way." Right. I was like, if people can get behind something simple like this, maybe it wasn't, you know, such a bad idea yeah. to come up with my own brand. Right. Um, <clears throat> word to the wise out there: anybody can start their own brand, but it That's is so insane. True. It is. But it is insane. We live yeah. in a very saturated time oh my gosh. and it takes so much more than even just good design, mm-hmm. which we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, well, people ask me all the time about like, what's my story? How did I do this and all this stuff? And I'm like, part of me is like, don't do it. Yeah, don't like, do it. It's so hard. If you, if you want to make money, don't oh do it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because that's... It, I mean, it's hard. It's like never ending. And, but it, at the same time, like if it's your passion... Like you'll keep doing it. Like, of course, you'll keep going, and like, that, that's like what drives you. The whole reason that I started the podcast that I have is to motivate people. Like everybody struggles right. trying to do this. Yeah, you're no different. You yeah. can do it. But you know, anyway, I I was looking at what you did, and I said, okay, well, let's try it. But I said my goal before was to hand draw stuff and then scan it, and right. that was not working. I had no background with Illustrator, so this was in. Let's see, summer of 2017. So Adobe put this thing out like you can pay monthly for Illustrator because right. I couldn't afford to buy it outright. It was like a thousand dollars. Oh yeah. So I download it, and I was like, "Forget this." I didn't go to school. I looked at my wife. I said, "People go to school for four years to do this. Why did I think I could just download this and do it?" And I was like, "Remind me tomorrow to cancel my subscription so I don't get charged." And then something funny happened. So this actually, when I first downloaded it, it wasn't even for Dusty Nomad. I was wanting to help my dad with some branding stuff. So I was up late one night and I there was a font called uh, Palm Canyon. And it's kind of like a Palm Springs vintage yeah. script font. And I just typed Dusty Nomad. I hadn't thought about Dusty Nomad in months. I hadn't done anything with it. Mm. And I typed it out and I was like changing the colors. I didn't know how to change colors. Right. I, I figured out how to change colors. And I was like, man, it just really wouldn't take much. I just have to get a couple designs right. down. So poor Tara, the rest of that trip, I was just like getting like sitting for hours and hours and hours trying to teach myself. I tried YouTube, but it, even yeah. that was like too complicated for me. Yeah. So I worked on it, worked on it, finally banged out the first camper that became my first t-shirt. So I literally, that was in June, July. Okay. I got back, I registered an LLC. Crazy. I got my first shirts printed. I made a website because I knew how to do yeah. that. And the brand started. That's awesome. I had I love it. two months of design experience. Yeah. 
I knew nothing. I look yeah. back and I cringe. Um, I had no connections. Right. Like every, almost everybody I've podcasted, I didn't know mm-hmm. them beforehand. Yeah, and I feel like your thing was you'd reach out to these bigger brands and like try to meet up too and like hear their story. Logan, that was kind of like how yeah, you started. Logan from Good Dough gets all the credit for that yeah. because I, I had the idea for the podcast from yeah. how I built this. Right. And I was like, I'm going to have to do like people nobody's ever heard yeah. of until I build my name up. Right. And I had talked to Logan about sponsoring. And he's like, you got to swing for the fences, man. He yeah. goes, he goes, the worst somebody's going to tell you is no. Right. So I was like, who are the people that I really want to talk to and who inspire me? And like almost all of them said yes. Yeah. Without even knowing who I was. You know, it's funny to talk to like, like I've done a couple with Hotel Palms. Uh-huh. And in the beginning, Greg admitted like, I don't really know who this guy is. Right. And then they were like stoked with how it came out. Yeah. But through the podcast, I met people, but also just going in places. Like, mm-hmm. you encouraged me to go into Hotel Palms yeah. one day, and I just went in. Right. Like, with my stuff and, like, gave them some teas and whatever. I Same thing with Inguas. Yeah. Greg was like, hey, go down to Inguas. Yeah. So poor Kara was just, like, in there by herself, That's and awesome. I just, like, came in with a stack of T-shirts. I was like, this hey. is what I do. I think if Dusty Nomad's had any success, which I don't even know how to measure that. Right. What is success? Yeah. I'm not rich. I'm not I famous. Um, but it's still here two years later and it's it getting is. bigger. Um, if I, you just got 2000 followers. Yeah, That's amazing. I know. If, if I've had any success, it's truly yeah. because I just keep pushing. Right. And I just won't be denied. Yeah. I feel like you're like an evolving, like a cool evolving brand and you just like, you keep getting better and better or like pulling in other artists or something like that. You just do your Ty yeah. Williams like collaboration, which I feel like that was great for your brand too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those did really well. Yeah. And, and I, I, yeah, everybody loved that. Ty's artwork is really like influential and inspirational on what I do too. Cause yeah. it's just so fun. Right. And like, you know, it's him when you see it, but there's yeah. lots like, um, I've got a tee coming out with Ryan Montez yeah, and I partnered great. on Ken- I'm wearing a Kendrick kid tee right now. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people I'm trying to like get to do it before it was all me and it wasn't out of arrogance because right. I couldn't afford to hire anybody. And also it was kind of my baby, but there's a beauty in letting somebody else kind of let their freak flag fly yeah. and like, how do you interpret the brand? Right. So like the bison tee I'm wearing right now, Kendrick, that was all his Mm. idea i didn't say hey make me a bison like he just did it um it's it's been cool because as hard as i am on myself i don't shy away from hard things Mm. and it's been cool to be able to lift up other people definitely or be there to encourage other people and that's all i wanted out of the podcast was like i want to pump up the people i'm interviewing right like I get, you know, fairness and disclosure, I get paid to do the podcast, but yeah. it's not a ton of money. Yeah. Um, it's really about finding people that like I'm stoked on their story right. and people deserve to hear it. That's great. And it makes us more connected as a community. Yeah, it does. And that's well, what it's about. That, yeah, and yeah. that was always a problem with Jacksonville that I had growing up. There was no connection. Right. There was no community. There was nothing to do. You know, and I mean, there's nothing cool. I mean, definitely if you go to big cities, like there is a million things to do. There's a million like creatives, you know, stuff like that. And there is, there was, and there is still is space to like do stuff here. And that's, I think that's the beauty of it. It's a, of our city and like people like each other, like both have our podcast or both like, our thing is like, 
loving on people just as they are. And yeah, and it's always community it's like over competition. Supporting each other, yeah. I remember when you told me you were doing a podcast, like you had yeah. already been planning it, and I didn't yeah. know, and you were like, we're I not like, like afraid. I didn't want to tell you. Yeah, like, you weren't like. Someone asked me, I remember someone asked me, like, well, this is what happened. I was at the Jack's Women Are Rad event, and it was our first event, and someone asked me, they're like, oh, what is Jax's Rad? Like, how did it start? And I went up there, and I was like stuttering the whole time. I was so, yeah. I was so bad. I was so embarrassed. But afterwards, the girl came up to me and she's like, I don't care what you're saying. You're starting a podcast. Like, you're yeah. going to learn how to speak. You're doing this. Yeah. And I was like, I remember the first thing I said, I was like, I can't do this because, like, Dusty Nomad has this. Like, yeah, but I, don't think I think right. it's I think really it like around the same. I think you just started yours or something. What had happened was, I think mine was in motion and I booked you. And then the women, Jack's Woman is Rad thing happened. Yeah. But, like, I remember when I found out, I was like, you should have just told me because, like, yeah. I'd, like, prop you up. Because, right. like, I think now, and that was in 2018. Things have changed so yes. much even since then. Yeah. Everybody, well, how many podcasts? There everybody are now. has a podcast. Yeah. It's not about. It's not about that. No, it's not. You and I can interview the same guest, right? Which I feel like the mission of our show is a little bit different. But you and I can interview I the same. Like we haven't even interviewed. The same we guest. haven't had a lot of yeah. overlap. Um, besides, besides me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you when you came on my <laughs> show, each other. Um, it's not about that. No, it's it's a everybody's going to interview somebody differently. Definitely. And like mine are really long. <laughs> they they yeah, tend to like go through like what happened like, when you were six. Yeah, and whoever like <laughs> interviews them, it's just a different perspective yeah. too. So I think that's neat. Yeah. Way. Absolutely. But, so like. And more and more hype on that person too. So it's cool. Austin, when I went on his show, which he did a really good threat job. Supply. Yeah, yeah, threat supply. Shout out. Um, when I went on his show, he asked me if you had to kill one, would it be the podcast or the brand? Yeah. Like the clothes. And I actually feel like at this point, I told him, I'm all, I said, question. I'm always going to illustrate things. Yeah. So even if I didn't have the brand at this point, I consider myself an artist, right. I guess. That's hard for me to say. Like, yeah, I'm an artist. Yeah. I, I still struggle with that. Um, but like, I feel like the podcast has taken on a different importance mm. that I didn't foresee right. that I've got to keep it going. Because yeah. like, I had somebody text me this morning like, hey, just got to listen to da 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 episode. Um, I really needed that. That's awesome. And I just didn't. I never feel that way about myself. Like right. this is not trying to be a humble brag. Yeah. Like I hate the sound of my own voice. Like everybody. Yeah. Well. Nobody likes to hear I themselves you a, talk. You have a great podcast voice. I have a lisp. Um, now well, I just ruined great. it for everybody. I remember <laughs> I played, like my podcast with you for my parents, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, he has such a nice voice." Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah, but I think your thing, and I think the coolest part about your podcast too is like, I don't know, like even when I was on there, and it's just hard for me to talk about my brand or anything like that and be right. like vulnerable. And you, like, you said it for me, too, and I think like I admire that too. These are conversations that I already have with people. I just record them. Right. People fascinate me. Yeah. That there's eight billion of us on this planet. Now this is gonna sound like like a Jay Shetty or like yeah. what, what's it, a Gary G, <laughs> Gary V or whatever. Yeah. But there's 8 billion people on the planet yeah. and everybody has their own like struggles and trials and tribulations and victories right. and limitations and like whatever. Like every single human being has an interesting story if right. you talk to them long enough. Everybody. Yeah. You could interview anybody and it yeah. would be interesting. Mm -hmm. So I always want to, I want to like, and that's what like the big talk with Jack Stroud was is like interviewing just random people in the street. Right. Like hearing their story. Like I remember we met a guy at Subway and he's been there forever. Like I want to hear a story. Like, yeah. 
What brought him to Subway? <laughs> it's always funny to explain because I think there are times when my my podcast has come off as like elitist, like, mm-hmm. oh, you have to be a certain size. Yeah. There's a reason for that. I'm trying to bring the stories of people like that are household names in our community mm-hmm. that you think have it all together. Right. Or that you think have it easy. Yeah. Or they're making all this money yeah. or whatever, but you actually don't know their story. Right. How did they get there? So like Zach with Bold Bean, shout out to Bold Bean, my my Bold sponsor. Bean. Um, but not like a, not nobody, a, he's, not a Jack Strat sponsor. He's but yeah, I know, Jack right? Sponsor. I know. He's not, he's not front and center with his company. Mm. So that's a fun story to get because right. a lot of people don't know who owns Bold Bean unless you're in like that community. Yeah. You just don't right. know. So Even that's if he like walks like he yeah. walks into Bold Bean all the time. Like, yeah, I'm sure people don't know. So I kind of love that about him, though, and I love that about telling these stories. It's like yeah. sometimes, like with me, it is me. Like there's no confusion as right. to who runs Dusty Nomad, like because yeah. I'm all over the place. Yeah. Um, but that's what I love is like real storytelling and like getting people. I ask emotion questions. Mm. Some of it's like, when did you do this? When did you do that? But it's how did that make you feel? Right. That's one of the best questions we can ask. Yeah. Yeah, that happened to you. How did that make you feel? Right. Because that's going to bring out so many more like auxiliary questions yeah. of like stuff with their family. And it's not that I'm trying to like get into people's business, but what I want each episode to sound like is people are people. Hmm. We all have the same emotional right. makeup. Right. That kind of makes us who we are. This got really existential. Sorry. I didn't mean to get that, get that deep. <laughs> um, but yeah, like even with the brand my biggest thing, like bringing it back to that, what I'm struggling with right now is like, I'm re-identifying my brand and not in a way that's planned. Mm. I don't have brand strategy. I don't have a business plan. I'm not, I'm not recommending that to anybody, but that's just me. It's always by the seat of my pants and I'm getting really disenfranchised with, um, what was I, uh, like influencer culture right? or, or all of these outdoor lifestyle brands that have just like perfect pictures of millennials on the side of a mountain and there's so many pages like that Ansley that I said Ansley why did I say your name like that Ansley it's the flu (laughs) talking I'm getting over the flu if anybody's wondering what's wrong with me we're both in that club of getting our name butchered religiously like it happens all the time everybody was like no one wanted to call me Ainsley because they were like, that's a boy's name. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it really is. But I'm like, no, it's Ansley. Right. Like, come on. I've been ca- getting called like Sandro or Alejandro. Oh, yeah. Or Alejandro. Like yeah. people add letters to my name. Um, But yeah, Psycho. like it's into like even the whole like Jack's centric movement. There are parts of it that are like overly like processed at this point like it's just like watered down and i'm not saying i'm getting away from that um i'm very proud to be based in jacksonville and like i love the city like almost as much as anybody um but i'm just trying to find my voice Mm. which is weird two years in so like sometimes the good thing about my brand is like sometimes it's a design page i just posted three designs in a row because i'm working through my aesthetic it changes all the time right or sometimes it's a lot of like pictures of me like doing stuff in the community. Mm. Like it just kind of depends on what season I'm in. Right. And you can kind of tell like what I'm going through, what I'm doing by the feed. Like I've been sick in the house for four days, so all my pictures are designs because yeah. I'm just sitting there doing nothing. Um, but just trying to trying to be authentic. That's the most important thing right. to me. 
It's the most. It's it is. And it should be. It is That's the awesome. number one most important thing. Whether I people think, like it or not is secondary. You know. Yeah, and I think more and more people like are searching for that too. With like social media being like you said, like it's just so like happy and not like unrealistic. Right. Like, people are looking for like raw stuff and. Yeah, I think that's working too, like more and more. Work. Right. I really owe a debt of gratitude to the beaches community. Um, and I'm still, a yeah. ma- I'm still a mainlander. I'm yeah. still on the other side of the ditch. But more and more I spend 90% of my time over the other right. side of the intercoastal. Um, and I still have love for all of Jacksonville, yeah. whether it be Riverside, Murray Hill, San Marco, which is where I lived for three mm-hmm. years. Um, just all, all of Jacksonville has got its beautiful parts. But um, I'm, I've always been inspired by by coastal culture, Mm. surfing. My wife is a surfer. Um, And there comes this gray area with that where it's like, well, you're not going to be a surf brand because I'm just now getting my first board made. Right. Um, What people don't realize is I have devoured, you know, videos, documentaries, Mm. zines for years. Yeah. Because whether it was skate culture, surf culture, so much of the good design and where trends are set are yeah. within those spaces. Um, so much good artwork, like we talked about Ty or you know mm-hmm. Jason Woodside or whoever, like whoever right. you're inspired by, um, like the brands that I look up to are, they tend to be surf brands, whether it be Critical Slide Society mm-hmm. or Rhythm, whatever they stock at Ingwas. Right. But yeah, like yeah. all of those like Australian brands that are having really loose, fun right. artwork, Banks Journal, whoever it is, like Definitely. those are the brands that I look up to. I don't necessarily want to be um, like North Face, you know what I mean? Like I'm not looking up to, um, more technical stuff. I just want to have like fun artwork that doesn't have to have a theme and, but it's still outdoor and outdoor inspired because Mm -hmm. I spend most of my time at the beach. So if people say what kind of brand it is, it still invokes, you know, old rigs and travel and being outside. Yeah. Outside outside exploring whatever you wherever. want it to I mean, be man i don't care yeah. i don't care anymore the name at this point is just a cool name and if you're bummed out that i don't live that lifestyle i'm sorry i would love to <laughs> i don't have the time or money to speaking of outdoors i have a question for you yeah if you're on a desert island yeah <laughs> have you heard this question Mm-mm. okay good if you're on a desert island stuck on a desert island what luxury item would you bring one luxury item. What would it be? Goodness gracious. So techno I'm overly analytical. <laughs> so I'm really gonna flesh this out. Okay. So technology is kind of out because the battery's gonna die. Yeah. And you have no reception. Definitely. Um do I have like food, right? Because food's the most you important could, thing to yeah. me. Okay, so let's just say I've got like I'm like eating fish or whatever. Probably goodness. <laughs> Artwork that like artwork doesn't matter because nobody yeah. like I'm not gonna like no do anything with it. I can make artwork out of the sand if yeah. I want to. Yeah, that's a good point. Probably an probably a guitar. Yeah, I can at least keep that's myself what busy. Josh Ivey said well, too. okay. Well, the difference between He's me and like, Josh Ivey is Josh Ivey's already awesome at guitar, right. and I'm not. <laughs> probably a guitar because I can like at least I think yeah. music. Even in my design, I always have headphones in my ears. Yeah. Um, I fam- like not famously, but I always. Um, one of my favorite albums of all time is um, Real Estate. It's her second album. Okay. Like the name is escaping me now, That's but awesome. I listen. Oh, it's called Days okay. by Real Estate. Um, and that 
I've listened to that album designing stuff probably cool. like 90, 10 to everything else. So, so cool. music to me is still the thing. Yeah. It's still the thing that gets me going. It affects my mood positively or right. negatively. And I just, I'm in love with music. And yeah. sometimes the music I'm listening to inspires my artwork too. Yeah. So anyway, back to your question, probably a guitar. And I'm not okay. trying to be like hipster and cool. Yeah. Um, it's just, I'm overly analytical. So if all the devices are going to die, then well, I don't need I it. Well, I said hair products. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like, why would I say If anybody's seen me without a hat, which is rare, they will know that um, I'm not worried about hair products. Yeah. We're all good so on that. Funny. We're all good on that. <laughs> hey, that's okay. Um, so what is, what's next for you? Oh what's my goodness. new? What's next? Um, Where are you going? Me, Sean Burns, and Megan Burns. Yeah. For anybody that know them, are working They're on awesome. a I just ran into on a semi-secret project. Um, it's going to be a type of publication. Nice. I'm not going to give away the theme or anything, yeah. and it's going to have it. it's going to have obviously words. I'm going to work on words and illustrations, yeah. and Sean is going to do film photography, Great. which is going to be really cool. And Megan is going to handle layout because she's really gifted at that. Yeah. So it's a three headed monster. It is not necessarily like you know it might be released through Dusty Nomad or whatever, but this is a very much. I want people to know it's an equal three part. Right. We're all pulling our weight. And it's going to take a few months. It's going to yeah. take a while because we've got interviews to do, stuff to shoot. Yeah. Um, and it's not going to necessarily be a book because ain't nobody got money for that. Right. Um, I don't know what kind of publication it's going to be. Um, we'll, we'll probably drop it at Inguas, I'm sure, because that's like how things end yeah. up working out. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned for details on that. It's a complete right. left turn from everything that I've done. Right. But if anybody's been following me long enough, you just never know what yeah, I'm going to do next because you I... got to keep them... Keep on their toes. Yeah. It's oh the other thing, it kinda of bleeds in the other thing. So I'm finally getting my first surfboard made. It's actually almost done. Shout out nice. to Ghetto Surfboards, Sean Piper, who is the nicest guy and he does That's amazing so work. Awesome. If you guys need a surfboard. Um it's a nine six single fin and I've really had it like picked out of my mind That's for awesome. ten years. I've been have waiting you ever seen to do the it. Single fin yellow? No, I have not. It's cool. Um, well, it's about an old school surfboard and they like pass around the world, like all these guys. That's super cool. Um with surfing, it's one of those things where like I'm too old, I'm almost thirty, but I told Whatever. myself, but I told myself before I'm thirty, I want to do it, and I don't care how good I am. And this goes back yeah. to like the project that I'm working on with Sean and Megan Burns, where what I was explaining is, um, I have to have challenges. Mm. Um, it's how you keep yourself limber. It's how you keep yourself. Right expanding your horizons i'm not saying like torpedo your life to make it harder yeah. on yourself because some people do yeah. that they always have to be in the middle of drama what i mean is like never be complacent mm -hmm. with anything yeah um my first thing i ever wanted to do when i was old enough to know what different jobs were was be a writer right i was always a pretty good writer when i was a teenager i wanted to like before blogging became oversaturated right. so this was in like the early 2000s i was like i'm gonna have a blog like yeah. um so writing is something that's always been very near and dear to me. So I'm really looking forward to this project as a way to bring in all of the things I like. Yeah. You know, I love reading. I love writing. I love design. I love, love photography. It. So yeah. it all just comes into one. It coalesces into one thing. And two, getting to work with Sean and Megan, who are two of the nicest people I've ever met. And it's crazy because Megan and I are both born in Minnesota. And so right. we not. found out that Sean lived three houses down from my wife. Oh my gosh. On Hexer Drive, where so nobody crazy. lives, and we didn't even know it. Part of the project, we went to his dad's house, or yeah. his parents' house, and we were like coordinating addresses, and I sent him the address, and he's like, you've gotta be kidding me. 
Because we were going to meet. I was like, well, it's off Hexer. I'm going to bring the kids to yeah. my in-laws house and then I'll meet you. That is so He's like, yeah, crazy. you can walk there. It's three houses down. Wow. So they, so they grew up down the street from each other wow. didn't even know it. Three crazy. houses, that's it. But anyway, working with them on this project, I feel like working with other people is a good way to bring out the best in you. You have to, you know, sacrifice some of like your own aesthetic and then you learn new things. Right. And so we've really just started it. We've got kind of another like phase of it this weekend. But anyway, so I'm excited yeah. about that project. Keep designing. Winter's coming up. So yeah. I'm going to come out with like some long sleeve stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, what I love about it is like, the clothes at this point are just like a, I put them out when I have the money to. Right. But, you know, getting to 2,000 followers, which is still nothing, but I'm at the point to where I don't have this pressure where I have to do anything. No. It's like, I'm going to take a break from the clothes and work on this, or right. I'm going to do this or that or the other. And people are stoked on, you know, some people only follow me because I yeah. made the Jack's tea. Right. Some people only follow me for the podcast. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I still try to do all the things, yeah. but like... We put out decaf shmecaf mm -hmm. like last month, and now this shirt that I did with Ryan Montez is probably gonna drop in the next like month or so. Cool. Sometimes it gets overwhelming because I want to put out stuff all the time, but I refuse to go into debt anymore because of my business. Yeah, I used to take out a line of credit right. and just like I gotta have five T's, I gotta do markets, right. I gotta do, and now it's like I do one T at a time. Yeah. I do a pop up, see how it goes, right. and it's more like. It's more artistic that way than commercial. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm dropping a T. That's right. And what's it going to be? You know, yeah. I didn't mean to rhyme that. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's much more intentional and not just, oh, I got to do, um, and this is not like a knock on them. Like, I love what they do, but like, oh, I got to do the makery. Like, I right. turned it down because I was like, I don't make enough stuff for that. Yeah. I make the same two hats. Exactly. I come out with a new T here and there. Right. I'm going to do some crew neck sweatshirts right. for this um, fall and winter season. But like, in terms of what's next, I don't know. Like, I'm really, I'm never moving from Jacksonville, but it would be fun to kind of expand my horizons. Yeah. Here's my pie in the sky, what I want to do. Okay. So I saw yeah. that, like, Free and Easy took, like, an old mail truck, and they, like, painted it with their, like, decals, yeah. and they, like, use it as, like, they drive it, it around. I've always wanted to do that. So I think in the next, like, five years, I That's really awesome. want to sequester some sort of yeah. vehicle, okay. whether it's a mail truck or a FedEx truck, because once they get to a certain mileage, they auction them. Okay. So I'd love to buy one and like yeah. paint it and I put my like decals on it and drive it to different states and right. different. I'm ready to have my business just make enough money to be self-sustaining, to yeah. support my family and be able to like, I've never been to California. I've never right. been to Hawaii. I've never been to Colorado. Yeah. Like I want to see these places that people wear my shirts there, yeah. but I don't get to go. Right. So like, I don't really have a lot of dreams to like make it big with Dusty Nomad, like self-sustaining income. Yeah and getting to make what I want to make and hey even like sharing it with my kids mm -hmm. like creating a business that they can they can have as their own if they yeah, choose to when definitely. they grow grow up I'm We're, sure like yeah. as they get older they'll be interested in like helping you yeah oh they already they're awesome. they're so excited about it sure. like every time I design a rig they ask me to print it out so they can color it oh, my wife so has been telling me I need to put out like a coloring book That's of awesome. like rigs yeah, for kids to should. make That'd be awesome. it's all about the kids I worked yeah. with kids for eight years I've had some like weird health stuff that's yeah. been semi documented yeah. where like for the time being I can't drive anymore yeah. and I had to quit interpreting so what people don't see is that like I have moments where I have to like lay in bed all day or I still pull myself together to do these interviews yeah. or to design stuff or do pop-ups right. but nobody knows how I'm feeling but 
I just refuse to be denied. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. Like I have worked really hard for this and like nobody or nothing, unless you're prying it out of my cold dead hand is going to take it away from me. Exactly. And so (laughs) with that, with that, that mental state, but like I rise and fall like everybody does. I have multiple moments per day Mm. where I'm like, is this dumb? Does anybody even care about what I'm doing? Yeah. Like, that's such a silly thing to say, but we all do it. And so, like, if you're listening out there and you've got your own thing and you're feeling frustrated with it, join the club. Right. Like, every day, at least five times a day, I'm like, what am I doing with this? Right. Does anybody care? Oh gosh, Is this a I'm joke? Like, even the last couple weeks, I'm like, I, maybe I should just shut everything down. You know, it's just it happened, like, but it you, can't. Like, you can't. You can't. I like, can't. I was literally talking to Kara about it this yeah. morning, and it was like, why do we do this? Right. I think the type of person that does something crazy like yeah. this, starts a brand, opens a coffee shop, it takes a special kind of person, yeah. a special deranged type of person right. that is both determined but also mm-hmm. very, can be very self-defeating and a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you expect a lot out of right. yourself. You it's don't true. You don't have the audacity to start your own company right. without thinking I can make this work. Exactly. But that same personality type, and this isn't going to be like a Myers Briggs yeah. or like, um, what's the other one that oh, starts the with an E? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be a breakdown of that, but I just think the type of person who's a natural born leader or says, I can't do it right. your way, I have to do it my way, is also the type of person who's going to second guess yeah. themselves. And every time something goes sideways, they like beat themselves up about right. it. And oh, I agree. It's just one of those things and where I it's do, like, yeah. you don't know who else needs who else is looking to you to be an inspiration or an example? And like, I don't know, like it's so embedded in my DNA at this point. It's just going to keep going. But yeah. no, I've, cause I feel the same yeah. way from like 2017. I always think of that year. I'm like, that is why I'm not going to quit. Like that year was so hard right. for me and I built up everything. But think about and it. That's, that's yeah. when Jack Strat started and yeah. like everything. But when you came on my show, you had uh, under 5,000 followers. Did I? What are you at now? Oh my gosh. Like 15,000. 15, almost 15. Anza, that was like that was like a year. That's crazy. That wasn't even a year and a half ago. Really? That was March 2018. That's insane. So like. Well, and you know what's crazy about like Jack Strat? Not that this is about Jack Strat. But no, like, it is. It's a conversation. Yeah. I feel like I have to, you know, I always feel like as a person, and maybe you feel like this too, is like I always have to like work so hard because if I don't work hard, this is not going to last and like not keep getting oh, going. Oh, yeah. But that, the more I let go of it, the more like I rest or like one time. Um, like two months ago, I was like super sick. Like that's when everything grows even more. Yeah. I've been like realizing, I'm like, this is so weird. (laughs) It is that constant insecurity. Yeah. And I, and I live with that too. Like it's, it's sad kind of the world that we live in and you know, excuse me, maybe it's been this way since like Michelangelo, I don't know, but it's like, I I have a really bad habit of, I make a piece of artwork and if I put it out there and it's crickets, Mm -hmm. I feel like it was bad. Yeah. That's so ridiculous. I feel the same way, yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean like, anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You I'm like, confident to you, go get yeah. a free dodgeball team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put, you put. I was the only one that commented. We all do this where we put work into something and you go, this is going to be huge. Yeah. And then it's just nothing. And then there's yeah. other stuff where you're like, I'm just going to throw this out because I give up and then it blows up. Right. So it's like. You just never know, but you can't use that as a barometer if you're successful or not. Mm-hmm. To me, you're successful if you keep going. Yeah. 
Gosh, that was like some Tony Robbins stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But like, you're su- you're successful like, you if you're still alive. Yeah. If you're still like in business after two years, like, right. hey, hats off to you because yeah. most businesses don't even make it six months. Yeah. Um, so like, it's always nice for me having you in Austin right. and like all these people in the community that I have, like yeah. St. Augustine's been amazing. Yeah. Like having, if, if I can give anybody advice, like whatever you're trying to do, don't, don't shy away from finding people in your industry, yeah. find people in your industry. And right. hopefully, I mean, hopefully they're not catty I mean, or you anything, have to support each other. but like, it's nice to talk about people like, Hey, <laughs> or not talk about people, but like talk yeah. about like, you know, things that you face, like, Hey, um, don't you hate it when you think a tea is going to do really well and then it bombs. It's right. nice to be able to talk to somebody about right. that. Um, or have somebody pump you up like, Hey man, you came out with that thing and I really loved it. Like yeah. Kendrick and Austin just came out with an awesome, uh, Minshew tea mm. that was like, I had a lot of respect for Austin because he couldn't get the licensing. So they did this Mississippi hammer thing. That's awesome. Um, but I like went on and bought it and Austin's like, you didn't have to do that. It's like, no, I want, I want to support yeah. what you're doing because right. like, we got to be here for each other. You know what I yeah. mean? Cause who else is going to be, right. but at the end of the day, like, well, and that's how like our city is going to grow. People support right. each other. And it's too. about like, I'm going to say this y'all, and this is the only preachy thing I'm going to say. It's not about what you see on social media. Mm-hmm. It's about what a person's like in real life. Right. So it like, is. I always tell people when I have a pop-up, like come meet me and talk to me. I don't yeah. care if you buy anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about community and like, who is somebody when they're not on Instagram? Right. In like an influencer or or anything like that, and I'm not I'm not bagging on people that make their income from it. you know what yeah. like you do you you're making a million dollars a year I'm not going to critique that but like even that mm-hmm. can be done in a genuine way whatever right. you do just genuinely be the person you are in real life mm-hmm. of who you're trying to portray on social media right um, but yeah like as long as you can define your own self identity and not let that be defined by anybody else. Right. And you are determined to not be denied. You're going to be successful. Yeah. But it might take a long time. Like mm-hmm. I remember Chris Bricard, the uh, photographer, who's got three and a half million followers or whatever. It's a really good nature photographer out in California if you don't follow him. But he said, I rode around in a van for five years, college dropout, mm. never making a dime off of photography. It took five years to make money. And now he's making tons of money. Yeah. And it's not about the money, but the point is like, if you keep chipping away, there's certain things like no matter how hard you try, you can't do. Right. Like if I want to be a professional basketball player, I'm not going to grow a foot. Yeah. Like this is just what it is. But when it comes to design or owning a brand mm. or whatever it is that you want to do, like you might have to try and fail multiple yeah. times. I had a business before Dusty Nomad. Right that Tara and I went into together and we were selling like organic cosmetics. It was a really cool business. Um, The artist formerly known as Space Camp, now Future Friends, did our design, everything. We sunk like $2,000 into the business. And then the state of Florida was like, you can't do that without a facility. They wanted us to have a whole facility for like, it was plant-based cosmetics. And they were like, no. And so I could have quit right there, but I had a taste of it and I was hooked. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to do something again. Mm-hmm. So like your first idea might fail. Right. But like, if you really want this bad enough, whatever this is to yeah. you, you know, you just got to keep it. knocking and, and opportunities aren't going to come right. for you. You have to seek them out. Yeah, like you you're a really good example of that. 
Yeah. Well, that's what everybody like always asks me. Like, what's your best advice? I'm like, be everywhere. Yeah. Meet everyone. Like. And you're gonna meet some people that you maybe didn't want to meet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn the hard way, but it's worth it in the end. And like, I know people that can. I like, you know, you have people you can trust. You have people that you want to work with. People you don't want to work with, and that's fine at all. But you just gotta keep going and. Believe it's believing yourself and surrounding yourself with people that believe in you. I remember talking yeah. about that. Too. And it's not always it's not always that you have the skills right now. Yeah. Or you have the credentials right now. Like when it comes to design, like go look at my stuff from six months yeah. ago. Not even two years ago. Like and I've improved. Like right. that's why I never tell people I'm a designer yeah. because I'm always like, mm, I'm still working on it. Um but like it's all this living, breathing organism. It's this thing that changes over time and um, your your mental attitude and your resiliency is what's gonna mm. decide what you do. Yeah, this has true. turned into such like the motivational speech. <laughs> motivational. Um, but like people do ask us, they ask yeah. us how you do this. You right. have to get after it. Yeah, you have to you have to take it. Right. Nobody's That's gonna why... <laughs> nobody's gonna give you anything. I know. That's probably why we're both tired right now. Yeah, That's why I'm I know tired. we're both I'm like like... <laughs> like getting over colds and whatever. Um, but balance balance is really important too. Yeah. And you and I it's... both learned that the hard way. Right. We've both been chewed up and spit out and been like, I don't even want to do this anymore. So like, I've got a wife and kids and there's been many times where my wife looks at me and she's like, enough. Mm -hmm. I can't talk about it anymore today. I don't want to think about it anymore today. I don't want to hear about your next post. I don't want to see something you're working on. Like, I just need, when you work at home, like it gets very, very taxing on the people around you to have a family. So like Kendrick's a really good example of this. Like he gets up at like four or five in the morning to design Mm -hmm. for me. That's crazy. For me, like it's my, yeah, for me, my kids go to sleep. My wife goes to sleep and I'll be up some nights till 2am designing because I work from home. So if I got to sleep till 830, I can, you know, but like, it's finding time, but also making time for your loved ones mm. and whatever it is, whether it's going to the beach, whether it's, you know, going to get a bite to eat, like whatever it is that makes you feel like a human being, like you can't lose sight of yourself right? and just be yeah. devoured. You have to take care of yourself. Because I hit that point with Dusty Nomad and I think a lot of the, you know, recent kind of, not surge of success, but just kind of upswing I've had in the last six months to a year is because... I've learned that I have to be a well-rounded person mm-hmm. to make this work. Right. Like, like I have to be Dusty Nomad. Dusty Nomad can't be me. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> it is so true. Man, well, I love this. Man. I no, 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 yeah, you do whatever you want. It's your podcast. We're 54 minutes oh, in. This is like your longest that's, one ever. Man, Goodness gracious. This is the longest one ever. Wow. Um, okay, well, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that is like those are the best advice and like advice I wish I had and I think like when I started right. but I'm probably stubborn and they're waiting for us to get out oh, of the room like, at the library yes, probably at the but just branch library yeah so we shout have out to, to the library <laughs> it's one of those things like real quick to close yeah it's not your typical podcast but my story is out there right I've, I felt like this was a much better direction to take yeah. it because when people look to you or me or whoever bold bean hotel pop like whoever right. it is they want to know like what's the secret sauce mm-hmm. what what makes you tick yeah so you get the two of us together and it's like what's that interaction like that's what they want to know you know so 
um, I thought this actually was really cool because we didn't know what direction we were yeah, going to take it. Right. So this ended up being like a motivational speech really? and that's fine. And also talking about the stuff that's really hard and like, mm. it's okay that people know that I'm always okay right. with that. So yeah. we got through it with my flu and all it. we survived. Yeah. Well, I love what you do and I love like watching you grow too. Right. Likewise. So, yeah. It's mutual Thank for sure. You. It is like, I mean, I feel like there's a bunch of brands that we started kind of all at once and have grown a lot. So it's, you cool. know what? And we're still here. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're still, still we're still going to be here. Still on Jack's cause it's rad. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having right. me on. Anza. Yeah, I appreciate thank it. Thanks dusty. All right. Y'all, I peace. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> See y'all later. Bye. Thank you for listening to this edition of Radcast. Stay tuned for more.